So hey everyone, this is John Hambacker. This is our second episode of The Wealth of Self. If you watched the last one, we had Whitney Cannon. And as an update, she's actually been on the Appalachian Trail for the better part of the last three and a half months, which is pretty incredible. So if we can have her back on, she can give you a little update on that adventure. But tonight's guest is somebody who I've been um, meeting with regularly here in the DC area. We were, we were linked up by a good friend, Dr. Brown, who introduced us probably, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago at this yeah. point. Um, and this is someone I've worked closely with on a number of occasions, but also have really admired for his tenacity, especially moving out of the Marine Corps and now transitioning into the working world. And is with the State Department. His name is Josh Pinckney. And we'll go through this introduction with you as soon as we're back from this break. Welcome back. I'm going to kick it over to Josh so he can give you a little intro and then we'll dive in here on a few key elements of his origin story, but also what he's doing now with his life and uh, kind of introduce you to him. So here's Josh. Here's our guy. What's up, man? What's up, man? You make me sound like a uh, superhero with my, uh, <laughs> my origin story. I wanted to ask, and I don't think this is a question I've ever dived in with you on in a really big way, but... I know, you know, you grew up in Florida, you, you sort of um, went through your early phases of life down there, but in your own words, like, what is your origin? I mean, you, you, I would love to hear more about it specifically from you, because I've never actually just like, heard the story directly from you. Okay, up, in, up until what point? Up until what point? Now we can just go. Well, actually, okay. up until you entered the entered the Marine Corps. Okay, I think that's probably the most appropriate. Okay, so um, born in um, Born in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. Um, I have a twin brother, so we're born at the same time. Yeah. You know, who was first? Um, I was first by one minute. You know, um, I'm uh, I'm proud of that. He's bragging um, rights. Yeah. As we've gotten older, he's um, developed different ways to tell me how fraternal twins aren't um, technically don't share any resemblance to each other. They're basically just in the same taxi cab. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, I have a, a twin brother. We. Um, Grew up in Jacksonville, played uh, played sports. Yeah. Um, my dad was a he was our coach for a lot of you oh, know, nice. growing up and stuff like that. Um, my parents they were very like um, they uh, drove us um, to be the best that we could be, yeah. um, and they helped in any way possible. So um, since we were young, it was you know teaching us in the garage. We had like a little classroom set up. And, yeah. You know, um, uh, my dad would like, his big thing would be like, you know, it's the work that you do outside of practice right. and everything like that. So he took a lot oh, of I had plenty of coaches that. tell me that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why aren't you in the morning whenever, in here in the morning when we're not actually practicing? You need to be in here still. Exactly, so, exactly. I guess people have different relationships because I know I grew up with, you know, kids whose parents were their coach, their dads in some instances, and it was kind of a situation where it was like that could either go really well or it could go really 
poorly. <laughs> but it sounds like your dad's relationship with you through those things was actually pretty like pretty solid overall. Yeah, because we were uh, we were we were we were good. You know, we were winning. Yes, it would have been like um, <laughs> if, <laughs> if we would have been losing, then it would have been it would have brought some questions. Like, right. you don't really complain if Bill Belichick's your coach, but you do complain if you know. I don't know. I don't know any losing coaches. A they losing, use. a losing coach. I, I wanted to go back a little bit further to your parents. Were they always Floridians or did they move in from another area? What was what was it like before you actually started to grow up there? Did they kind of relocate to Florida or how did their story start? Yeah. Um, so my dad um, is originally from Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Um, so he grew up there. My mom, she's from Bermuda. Oh, um, nice. So yeah, so she grew up um, in Bermuda. Um her dad, um, he was a minister. Okay. Um, so he was a minister in Bermuda, um, all around, you know, some places in the States as well. Yeah. Um, my, um, grandma, she also was a minister. She, she served in the church. Oh, she wow. okay. played instruments and everything like yeah. that. Um, and then, uh, my mom's sister also, she was, you know, big. So they, they grew up a big, um, church family. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they would travel back and forth between Bermuda, um, and New York, Bermuda and New York. Yeah. And then at some point in my mom's life, um, they moved down to um, Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Um, and then my mom grew up, went to um, high school and everything like that yeah. um, in Jacksonville. Okay. And okay. then, um, you know, grew up. And then that's where she met my dad um, yeah. years later. Yeah. If you had to geolocate Bermuda, for those who are not familiar, that's sort of in a Caribbean territory, if you will, or where, no, if, so we're, if we're looking at Florida on the map, where are we, what direction are we headed to get there? So Bermuda is like, if you, um, if you go to where North Carolina is and then okay. you go straight out a ways, um, Bermuda's around there. So Bermuda is uh, a, um, it used to be a, a British, British territory. Okay. So, okay. um, so a lot of people, um, are, um, when I talk to a lot of people, they're like, oh, um, I'm messing up the mic. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, Caribbean and everything like that. Yeah. But no, it's it's not that. It's um, it's um, it used to be a British territory. So like yeah. the queen would come visit and everything like that. So I have um, a lot of my um, relatives have um, like strong um, like British accents. Really? Um, oh, that's yeah. Cool. So growing okay. up, it used to be uh, interesting hearing yeah. how. Um, like different people would uh, talk to you and things yeah. like that. It used to be very cool. That's actually one of the things I noticed about visiting Cheryl's family in Malaysia this summer because her family's very global. So her mom's in Canada and some of her aunts are sort of North American uh, territory, but she has other family that's down in Australia. So there, there's like a Malaysian family. So they look Asian, right? Mm -hmm. But they grew up, at least some, some of them, in that Australian area and they have like an Australian accent. Yeah. So it's just, it's very interesting to it's almost like a smelting pot, right? You have people from all over the globe yeah. who grow up in these different places, but they maintain certain characteristics of that area. Yeah, yeah. And then for Bermuda, I guess that's, you know, Bermuda Triangle is sort of, that's that so, area, right? So, Amelia Earhart getting lost. Yeah, so, um, you know, just, you know, just don't come by if you don't want any problems. No, no. <laughs> no I'm joking. I actually, um, I'm actually the only person in my family that hasn't been to Bermuda. Um, my parents took my brother when I was in, um, Japan. Yeah. Um, they went like a couple times. Right. Um, and I think I'm the one in my family that wants to go the most. Yeah. Um, so I really, it's tough for me. Like sometimes when people ask me about questions about Bermuda, mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like if I, 
answer yeah. without having gone there yeah. that I'll go there and people will be like, that's not how we feel. <laughs> so, this isn't what Josh said at all. This is, we don't, he doesn't even what know us. <laughs> yeah, he has so. no idea. Yeah. You have plans to go, I guess. That's yes, a good, yes, good follow-up yes. question. Plans to go. Um, hopefully sometime uh, sometime next year. I got to gotta, okay. gotta go visit. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there are family members I have even here in the United States, like my uncle is up in Vermont. Not not in Vermont. What am I saying? He's in Idaho. He's mm-hmm. in Boise. Okay. Never been there. Like even even inside of the continental United States, there are just like fifty Sounds like states, you're the, right? uh, black sheep, John. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. He may be. He may be actually. No, but I. So, with you growing up in Florida, what's that relationship like with your parents at this point? <laughs> Have you maintained that for the most part, and you were able to still go down and visit? Because since I've known you, you've gone down four, five times more. I don't know. You. You seem like you're pretty tight with them. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, similar to a bird. I always fly, uh, fly south at certain points in the year. Um, but yeah, no. Me and my, uh, me and my family are pretty tight. Um, we've gotten. Um, closer i would say okay the older i've gotten yeah um when i was younger there were a lot of things that like i didn't really understand right um as far as you know different ways of being raised you know like every kid goes through yeah. um but um that stuff i start to started to appreciate a lot more the older i got so i think now oh, yeah. um yeah. you know being able to have conversations and really having a lot more uh, respect i would say yeah. from for where they came from right um after seeing a lot of like themselves in my in me yeah. when i go through different things so it's like oh well i can go to the source and and ask them how to deal with it so yeah yeah right you don't realize how valuable that is until you're older how how important it is to be able to like call mom or dad and yeah ask some questions that their wisdom is the only real answer it may mm-hmm. not be like the exact answer you need but because it's coming from them it feels a little more special yeah it could be the same thing that like a bunch of other people already told you but yeah. if they say yeah, yeah yeah i hear you there well i wanted to ask because i released a short video here earlier this afternoon that talked about transitions and i think all of us have different phases of transition in our life that look very different. Some for some, it's more challenging for other people. Maybe it's a little easier to roll with those punches in my own life. That was, you know, leaving high school and going to college, but not really knowing what I wanted to do there. It felt like just, I was following everyone else. Um, it felt like the right thing to do. And I know my parents wanted me to pursue that path of education and it was good in a lot of ways, but even exiting college, I was always just like, is that worth it? I don't know. It was hard, hard question for me to answer. And, and, you know, now I'm finally at a point in my life, 30 years old, where I'm, I'm starting to say, okay, I'm, I'm like figuring out what I like and what I want to do. But it took that long and it took, you know, four years at a, an accredited institution to know that uh, some of the things there I appreciated, others I didn't. Um, but I wanted to get into that with you because mm-hmm. post high school for a lot of people is a very tumultuous time. It's kind of like, What the hell is going on? Am I going to be going into a college scenario? Am I going to go into um, the workforce? You know, maybe you go to a trade school, something like that. Uh, But you chose to navigate toward uh, military service. So I'm curious to hear your take on it. Yeah, so I've always, since I was um, pretty young, had a uh, very... um, I didn't know how to find... um, the path was going to be yeah. um, as far as like where I wanted to be with my life years down the road. Right. Um, until I realized um, certain sacrifices and things I was willing to um, 
um, do and like put time in to get to certain goals. Right. So um, I always want it to be in a position um, to where I can do something to affect the world, um, change the world for better, mm -hmm. um, send, uh, send, send positive messages, send messages um, to the world through uh, various forms of communication. So I've always been like yeah. obsessed with uh, communication. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I used to like try to like learn other like languages. Um, I went to a pretty um, diverse high school. Yeah. So like I learned um, a little like Albanian for a little bit. Really? Yes. Yeah, so that was, that was kind of, um, that was kind of, um, that was kind of fun. Um, Cause people don't expect a, a black person. <laughs> I, I don't know how to, to speak. Albanian. Yeah. Albanian. Yeah. I don't know any now. Um I hate to introduce this, but aren't the Kardashians Albanian or something like that? I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't Armenian. Know. I, I don't Armenian. Know. I don't know. They're oh god. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um but yeah, no, so like I was always obsessed with that. I was always into uh learning about different um learning about different cultures and um not just learning about but like trying to um involve myself in. Right. Um I think um I think empathy is one of the like most important things um, sure. in the world. And I Absolutely. think like the best way to be able to be empathetic is to actually put yourself in the shoes of something. So um, with music, um, yeah. I tried, you know, I played certain instruments for a little bit just to, you know, I didn't think I would like, Oh, one day I'll be Mozart. Yeah. But it's like, I want to be able to understand what an artist puts, puts into um, creating a song. Right. You know, and if I've never even touched a, um, I keep hitting your microphone. I'm, it's like, I don't even know <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's here, but if I've never even touched an instrument, then how can I, how can I feel that side of it? Yeah. Um, I'm only receiving, I'm not, you know, right. feeling the experience. So um, anyway, long story short, um, I um, had an opportunity to go to college, but for um, um, degrees that were, things outside of what I wanted to be pursuing years after college. I gotcha. Um, yeah. So I didn't want to go to a school, just get a business degree and then still be like, well, I'm searching in the workforce right. and everything like that. And now I'm competing with people um, who have experience or internships or degrees in certain fields, whatever. So I was like, how can I get the most um, experience yeah. um, with, you know, things that come with, communication like mm -hmm. um television or you know um filming or anything like that right how can i get the most experience how yeah. can i show that i'm willing to work the hardest for it and how can yeah. i get stuff that like my peers might not be able to get um while at the same time um getting the same benefits of being able to go to um go to go to go to school if i want to right right, right. and then um also being able to like um see the world experience the world and yeah, also live yeah. life at the same time so um and i was like how can i be competitive when i come when i do something and in the same amount of time somebody's coming out of college with a degree in what i'm what i'm actually doing hands-on yeah, yeah um but they don't have any experience so how right. can i be competitive in that um and then i realized in the marine corps mm -hmm. um i could not only serve my country yeah which was a, a big plus for me that is, um yeah. i could also um I could also um, do a job that I wanted to learn that I previously didn't really have experience doing. Exactly. Um, yeah. That I knew was important to be able to, you know, in order to affect people globally, you're not, I mean, I'm not flying there, you know, so right. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I'm not walking there, you know, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not 
like a, a um, biblical person, you know, yeah. I'm not, um, I'm just a human being. And so I, um, <laughs> that didn't even make sense, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, um, I, um, I was like, I, I need to be able to, um, create things where people yeah. can want to see them, want to hear them, um, want to look at them, want to like, whether that's writing something or taking photos or taking videos or anything like that, speaking. Of course. Yeah. So joining the Marine Corps, um, was a great choice for me mm-hmm. because I was like, I can show that I'm willing to like go all in for something. Yeah. And if I'm going to go all in to the military, yeah. then why not join like the branch that's seen as like the hardest branch. Yeah, that's um, true. And so then I'll do that. And then also like, I can still maintain being like being the person who I am. It was very important to me to maintain being the person I am having like the spirit I have. Yeah. Um, while going through the Marine Corps, I never wanted that to change me. I just wanted that can to be tough too. Right. right. Yeah. 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 And I wanted to learn from it and I wanted to benefit from it. Right. Um, but I didn't want it to change who I was. Yeah. So that was important. And so it's almost being, like a personal challenge, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And a lot of times, you know, you're faced with, you know, tough points or decisions where, you know, but it was, it was, I was able to do that and able to join the Marine Corps in a job, um, you know, public affairs, right. um, where I was able to, travel the world um and be in like situations you know with you know whether that's infantry or um you know reconnaissance or you know different things in different places being able to really experience it um being able to you know you're sleeping outside you know you're you're shooting weapon you're 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 in the actual you're you're as close as you can possibly get to it um and you're when you're uh, sending stuff back to you know, news organizations mm-hmm. and things like that. Who else can get the footage that you have? Yeah. You know, who else can get Very that? Very few people. Right? right. So just building a catalog, building a portfolio um, while at the same time getting experience at the same time, um, meet like talking to people yeah. and really getting to know people of different walks of life, different backgrounds. Yes. Everybody's in the Marine Corps. Super critical part of the service, right? Uh, yeah. Everybody, everybody from all walks of life is in the Marine Corps. And when you go overseas, you're meeting with different people and communicating yeah. in different ways with maybe someone who yeah. doesn't speak English and yeah. you communicate through some other mutual form of understanding. Yeah. So it was a very, um, opening experience for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, something I'm very grateful for um, and something that definitely helped um, segue into the uh, next parts of my life. Well, you hit on some really critical points there. And and one of the things is that, you know, I I had a really cool opportunity to adjunct teach at American University last semester. Weird sort of uh, experience for me because I was teaching a Photoshop class. And for me, I was just like, man, I, you, I, credit hours are expensive, especially at these big schools. And for me, I was like, man, I taught myself Photoshop on YouTube. And I couldn't help but think and look at all these students and just like, you have to want to know these things and learn these things. Yeah. And and there were so many of them where I felt like, you're going to leave school. You've got a bachelor's degree. You're mm-hmm. now going to have a master's degree. But that real world experience is not something that you will have exiting and that's this you know that's the situation for people who go to institutions and go to schools Mm -hmm. but what i've always admired about you is that you went through the service and you got your hands dirty right away like how many people from uh, a bachelor's program or a master's program can you throw a camera in their hands and be like uh yeah we're flying you to japan tonight right right, you know, right, like right we need you to return uh 400 photos of x operation right. by you know 6 a.m tomorrow morning yeah like, yeah 
that you better be on your A game, right? Yeah, so yeah. I think that's such a beneficial thing for you to have experienced at such a young age where you've gone through all of that. You know the workflow of how to perform in a, in a high-performing institution, the Marine Corps, right? Mm -hmm. And not just that, but you're in sort of like the press section of that whole mm. organization. And so moving into what you're doing now with like the State Department, it's kind of like you just rolling with the punches. You're like, I kind of, I've been through this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of stuff is uh, very similar. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's super super beneficial and then you know you also talk about the transition now out of that mm. do you feel like you were prepared for that move away from the military because you did mention one other thing that was really important and that's you wanted to maintain this sense of like self-autonomy internally mm -hmm. even though the marine corps is like kind of breaks people down and reprograms your brain a little bit yeah. it was very important for you to just be like I'm still Josh Pinckney at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, uh, um, hmm. ask, 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 ask some good questions, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I would say um, it, it, getting out of the Marine Corps, um, I definitely, um, I definitely appreciated a lot about being in. Um, yeah. when I joined the Marine Corps, I was 18 years old. Yeah. So you're in for four years or five years, five years. Okay. Yeah. So really like most of my beginning adult life, mm -hmm. um, was spent like in the Marine Corps and yeah. a lot of, you know, and it wasn't all like, you know, everything wasn't, you know, a lot of stuff was amazing. Right. I made a lot of mistakes. Sure. You know, there's ups, there's downs. You learn stuff, oh, yeah. um, not just in being a Marine, but in being a human being and being a person. Yeah. So, like, um, it was a very um, uh, formative um, period of um, of uh, of life for me. Yeah. Um, and and when I first got out of the Marine Corps, um, I was actually very like, I didn't want to do anything. Um, when I first got out of the Marine Corps, I thought I was going to immediately start doing creative things yeah. um, because that was my job in the Marine Corps to do creative things. Right. Um, and so I did for a little bit and I did, um, you know, video like freelance for um, some companies and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I realized that like I was losing my love for it because um, people telling me um, people telling me their ideas and their visions for something. Right. Um, and, and and me doing it because of a skill set that I have, yeah, um, yeah. and creating that, um, it, it 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 felt less like a um, like a gift, right, or like a like a skill set, um, than it than it did feel like a um, like a like a cubicle job, and like I don't like part of the reason I do what I do is so that I don't have to, you know work uh you know do a nine to five right and work in a cubicle and yeah. live a very streamlined not there's there's anything wrong with that at no, all no, no. Yeah. but like i feel just like the need to like explore life differently yeah um we can have a whole separate conversation on that alone <laughs> yeah because when you start to incorporate your art as a, a form of business mm -hmm. it's a a thin line that you begin to tell where you're yes. just like, man, I don't know if I really like this that much. Mm -hmm. Cause it, it's kind of like checking off the boxes. Like, Oh, I got to make this video today. It needs to be delivered by this time. And, mm -hmm. and you get to the point where you're like, I don't know if I really enjoy doing this. Cause I'm not in it for the art. I'm in it to make sure I can get somebody else a product. Yeah. And, and for me, like I never, so my goal was always to like, I wanted to do things like, 
uh, more in front of the camera. I was like, I want to send the message and spread the message and everything like that. Yeah. And I really like wanted to, I wanted to learn behind the camera, but as an aspect of like influencing, you know, understanding what was going on in the, in the, in the background. Right. Um, so when I was doing stuff, working with different people, um, I didn't even, there was never a point where, like, I always felt like I wanted to be good at creating, you know, videos. Right. But I never thought I was like, oh, I'm like, you know, like I'm by far the best in this. Or yeah. Like, no, there's so many, so many talented people. Dude. And like, even talking to you and Dude. like seeing like different conversations. Insanely like, talented people. Yeah. It's just, you're Google away from finding some like absolute beasts. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Creativity online. So. Exactly. So it like, it became like, it wasn't important anymore to be the best as far as like, it, w- it was important for me to like learn as much as possible yeah. so that whatever method of communication that I was called to used to communicate yeah um i would just be very not even not even know everything in it mm-hmm. but be able to know enough about it to be able to adapt to um what it required if that makes sense yeah. um so with like doing video for people i felt like i was wasting time mm-hmm. that i could be using those skills for other things right, right. um and so for a while i kind of like started like I was like, mm, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be doing video. I'm not supposed to it's whatever. A scary feeling. And I You're stopped like, doing oh, it for a while. I stopped doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think about this from from my own lens, and that was moving to Korea because I moved to Korea. I wasn't military related or anything. I was teaching English over there, right? And it was a great time. I had a blast. But I moved over there because working here and living here in D.C. initially, I was very much where you were. I was kind of like, I don't know exactly what I want to do and I need to I need to do something drastic to change my direction otherwise I'm just going to sit here and waste time and so the the move over there was to start to like raise some money and begin to save up for different pieces of equipment that I knew I would need coming back in order to make um, a realistic stab at having a production company and um, that was such a formative time because it was just like every ounce of energy that wasn't devoted to the nine to five kind of situation that I was working on was in a cafe or, or, or something late at night, like building a website or building a web page or like watching a tutorial. Um, and I felt like that was, it, it was sort of like being in the heat of it. It was like, I'm actually, I'm yeah. actually pursuing what I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sort of bound by any rules that people are setting out for me where I have to like follow a structure. Cause I appreciated that, that like that grind and that struggle part and not, not struggle, yeah. but like the, like getting to where you want it to be part. And that doesn't end. Yeah. I don't think that ends. I think if you are somebody who's like a business owner or creative and you anticipate that, that sort of learning process to end and you're just going to get there one day, you're in for a rude awakening. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you have to sort of fall in love with that journey along the way you have to like to learn if you want to stay on the edge of things Mm -hmm. because the moment you get really comfortable is the moment where you start to fall behind i think and so for people in our space especially it's just like you just have to keep on learning continuously yeah so when it comes to um what you're doing now i i think that uh you've you've transitioned into a position that a lot of people would say, damn, that's like, that's pretty <laughs> legit because you're working for the state department. Right. Yeah. Um, I, w- I was hoping you could share some more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, um, so I talked about how I like lost my kind of love for it. Um, I did some other jobs and things like that. Um, and then when I finally like something, um, 
<laughs> got, some, yeah. got a visitor. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, but something like in me, like just wanted to. It wasn't even. It wasn't even about doing it as a job. Yeah. It was about I am very. Uh, I'm very OCD about um, losing memories. And like that's serious. That happens. Yeah, all of us, right? And yeah. like, like not just like memories, but like the way things um, completely feel, the way you see them, hear them, feel them, the way your emotions feel them. Yeah. Um. And so, when you think about different forms of communication, yes, and yeah. you think about writing, right? Writing, you have to. You can do things like. You can tell somebody that something was red. You can say that it was um, hot, but they can't. They can't feel hot. Yeah, they right. can imagine red. Yeah. You know, you can. You can't feel hot. It's a theater of the you, mind. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and 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 I found video to be the thing where you can you can show the most senses. You can make someone feel the most senses yeah. um, through communication. I've never really thought about it. That's yeah. really good. So you can, you can make them video. hear something. Yeah. They can actually hear what it sounded like. You don't have to say, you know, the, 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 the breeze rustled the leaves. Yeah, they you can, he, you can, they can hear it. Yeah. Um, they can see it. Yeah. You can put the exact thing it looked like. You can put the color, you can put everything you want. Right. 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 Um, there's there's methods of video where they can actually feel it, like things like you know you talk like about four D, four D. You know you have four D experiences, VR experiences now, exactly. Yeah, right. So the only thing you're missing is taste. Which, if you really think about it, yeah. someone could like if they want to, they can. I mean, they can, they yeah. can, they can, they can, they can put, they can taste something that I've been, to, I've future, been, yeah. I've been to Singapore and I've had a Singapore sling because I saw Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and Johnny Depp had it, and so really? now and I was like, I want to taste what he was experiencing yeah. in that moment in cinema history. Yeah. So like, and now I can go there and do it. So that's something that video can do. So to me. Yeah. Being someone who wants to communicate, I was like, all right, I need to get back into just 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 filming. I don't want to lose memories. I don't want to lose yeah. just things in in my life. Yeah. So I started doing that, and my love for it came back. Um, and uh, then I, you know, started applying for um, jobs in video and yeah. and, and production and things yeah. like that. Uh, applied to some that I thought were within my, mm -hmm. you know, realm. Um, you know, I um, I can be like my biggest critic sometimes, yep. and uh, sometimes I don't realize that that is to my detriment because sometimes I don't make um, decisions or um, choices that I feel like like mm, I'm not ready yet. Right, and then later you on, I, later off. on I see like other like I I see oh it was very easy to do that, and yes. then I do it, and then it's like. I should have done that years ago. Yeah. You know, she's so, gotten after it. Right? Exactly. So yeah. I was like, all right, so let me, you know, put out, you know, some feelers from jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm taking some interviews. Um, and I had one that was like a dream job kind of situation. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this would be, you know, perfect. And this would be, you know, great. But I was like, oh, this is like too good to be yeah, true. Too good to be true. Right. I was, I was on an interview with like another producer and he, um, worked with like MTV yes. beforehand nice. and like was like telling me like about like walking through Times Square going to work and I'm like oh like he's talking about like somewhere like I want to be yeah. um and I'm interviewing with him and it's to um be in the same position as him yep. um and then eventually um to 
being like the like he left and then I ended up like being there. Right. So it was it was for me, it was like, well, let me just be as genuine, as open, as honest. Let's let me just, you know, talk like because yeah. I don't have to who am I? You know, you know, I've talked to you, I've yeah. talked to you about technical stuff before and I'll tell you, like we'll we'll talk and I'll talk to you about like an idea or a vision for something and you'll talk about the technical part of it and I'll be like, bro, like I got to go do some research, man. Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't know all that stuff. So yeah. I'm, so it, it's, it's a little bit of like wondering like, oh, is this a field where I need to know this? I need to know yeah. this. Well, let me just go be honest. And I was honest. Um, and then, um, I, you know, sent in, um, of course, samples of work and yes, there yeah. was like a, uh, you know, and, and I have confidence in right. the work I do, but also, like I said, like, I've never thought like, oh, like I'm heads and shoulders above other people, you know, yeah. but when I realized that it's about just having a vision yeah. and putting your creative mind into that vision. Right. And then it's not up to anybody to say what's good or what's not. Yeah. Cause if you put your all into what you feel like you're supposed yeah. to put your all into, yeah. then like people are going to appreciate it if it's supposed to be appreciated. So with just putting my style of creating into the videos I even sent in for, you know, I, I, I worked on some personal stuff for yeah. a little bit, um, that I was like, isn't government related at all. Is sure. anything? It was just personal stuff for some travels and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, um, I sent that in, I sent that in as well. I sent everything. Um, and then they were like, they, they love the style and they wanted yeah, not great. only, not only me to work there, but me to like, Oh, start implementing this style with more government things so they can start. And it, yeah, it was like, cool. it was a lot of watch government videos, you know, <laughs> that shit is boring. Yeah. But so that was to introduce some creativity into it. Yeah. It was but cool. you brought up such a good point in that, you know, whenever you're looking at trying to integrate your own style into these things, like it's almost refreshing sometimes to work on your own thing. Cause again, going back to the client work, mm -hmm. that can be, a vision that is totally not your own. You you kind of have to execute for an entity or for another person, and they're going to kind of give you stylistic cues. The dream is to get to a point where people hire you because of your creative vision, mm -hmm. and they say, oh, well, we, we want Josh on this mm -hmm. because we like that style, and we're going to mm -hmm. bring him in to do his thing. Mm -hmm. and they kind of yeah. just, like, give you uh, leeway. But another point you mentioned, it's almost like imposter syndrome, early on, mm. right? Where you're in this room with people who have been at it for the last 10 or 15 years and you haven't. Mm -hmm. And you're sort of sitting there like, uh, do I belong here? Right. I don't know if I belong here. And you start to sort of doubt yourself. You start to question yourself. But I think once you put yourself in that scenario enough times over and over and over again, it wears off mm -hmm. because you're not really an imposter anymore. You've, you've gained the hard skin from going through those trials and I, I still I still feel like an imposter though yeah I still feel like um the I feel like an imposter but when I see the work that I do yeah then I like I'm like okay like you know I should be here yeah but it's like and you're self-critical, right? We all are. Super self-critical. I know you are. I know you oh are, too. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, sometimes I have to ask myself if I even like who. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like, what the heck? Therapy right? session, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's a serious thing. It's, it's, it's really a question of, you know, trying to give yourself a little leeway and mm -hmm. recognizing that it takes time. It takes time to grow. But you have to be critical if you're going to grow. Mm -hmm. I think uh, there's a balance. 
you don't want to be overly so because you'll just get depressed or some shit. But, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to say, well, you know, this was a good attempt and we're going to make these adjustments for the next one. Um, And then just sort of inch your way up further and further, further along. Um, I wanted to backtrack just a little bit. You had an awesome time in the military. And along with that, you got to do some traveling and mm-hmm. you traveled since then. So you, you and Maddie go all over the place. You're like in, <laughs> in Boston one night. I'm on Facebook. Like, wait a second. <laughs> Boston. You're just in DC like three hours ago. What's going on? <laughs> but, um, I think that was one of the things that has helped me grow the most as a person has been able to go experience some other cultures. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cause I grew up in this tiny little farm town, Salem, Missouri, and I was blessed with parents who were very worldly people, and they encouraged me to go explore different cultures and learn more about our world. Um, but without that guidance and without, bro, like... You make your story sound like you're Superman, bro. Do I really? Yeah. Did I say Smallville? <laughs> Salem? No, man. It's But seriously, it's like one of those things where I look back at Salem, and there, there are good people there. Yeah. But there is... Um, there hasn't there a lot of those individuals haven't like globally explored because man you go to japan you go to korea that's a whole new world and Mm -hmm. it's seriously like it forces you to just like adapt and it forces you to appreciate and at the same time as you're looking at all these differences you're also in this position where you're like Oh, there are a lot of like really similar things yeah. going on here. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted you to tell just a little bit about where did you have the opportunity to go whenever yeah. you were in the service and afterwards, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went to, uh, I was in Japan, mm-hmm. of course. Um, so Okinawa, um, went to Tokyo. Yes. Um, awesome place. Yeah. Tokyo was great. Yeah. Tokyo was great. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, and I got a chance to go to Tokyo, and it wasn't like for work. I just yeah. like visited there. Okay, cool. so I got a chance to actually because a lot of a lot of places like I went, but it was like just for a little bit. Right. So like I went to Singapore, yeah, but it was for like two days. That's how long um, I was there. Really, it was just like there and gone. Yeah, yeah. It was it was for two days, but I will say, I will say because it was my first. Um, it was part of my first like deployment. Mm-hmm. That it was like a pretty scary two days because <laughs> Singapore, <laughs> Singapore has a lot of rules. Oh yeah. Yes. No gum. You know, no gum no gum. I can't I can't chew gum. No way. Or the the um the consequences are do you know what the consequences are? Let us know. You <laughs> It's something that involves Dude, they, jail. They can like cane you. Yeah, oh yeah. They can cane you. Yeah. You're gonna cane me? For chewing gum? They have some, uh, I don't know what the severity is, but I think it, it's like a hundred, is it a hundred canes? I don't know. It's yeah, nice. this is not like biblical days. You can't, <laughs> so it's, yeah, I'm going to, I I experienced it, but I was very, um, uh, when the ship uh, departed, it was, um, it was, it was welcoming. But, but that's not to say Singapore is not amazing. It Did is they amazing. like say that before you got there to kind of like scare you? Oh yeah, and, no, okay, no, no, okay. They, no not, not to scare us, not to scare us. Like they like. Like whenever we went to a different country, they would come on and tell us like, you know, different things that are rules yeah. of the country and everything like that. And yeah, no, it was, yeah. And, and, and going and getting the most expensive, I got two tacos and like a beer and I think I paid like 60 bucks. Dude, which, crazy expensive. Yeah, which now I live in DC and I'm like, oh, okay. Like it's, yeah, that that's, that's normal. That's normal. But no, <laughs> no, but like it was, um, Singapore was like whatever, but, um, Thailand 
Okay. Um, Thailand. Haven't, haven't been able to go to Thailand. Thailand is things, so. my um, favorite place I've ever yeah. been to. Yeah. All time. Um, Thailand was cool. Um, been to Thailand like three times. Mm-hmm. Um, got a chance to um, do a lot of good like work in Thailand. Okay. Um, nice. I got it. Got a chance to really experience. I would say like all of. Um, the um, weather elements and everything like that of yes, yeah. Thailand, as far as like sleeping outside and realizing, I had I had like a um um it was like basically like an asthma attack. You told one, me about one of the this. times I was yeah. in <laughs> Thailand, and 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 I don't know if you've ever been inside of a box thrown down some steps with no windows, but <laughs> like it was um. It, <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but no, um, it was very um, being because we were inside of a building that didn't have windows. Yeah. And like I was having like there was it was just nothing but humidity. So I felt like like yeah. um, like a claustrophobic fish, like a fish. Oh, <laughs> like I felt like like the new, like an avatar or something like that. Um, so I'm just breathing in water like like oh, a God. yeah, like a like a like You're a drowning. superhero or something like I'm drowning literally. Oh. Um and I'm like, oh, let me like go to the bathroom. Yeah. What bathroom? I'm gonna. I'm, I go to the hole in the ground, um, in the in the hole, the hole in the clay. And I'm like, this is worse. Yeah. Because now I'm drowning, in in feces. <laughs> um. <laughs> so now, let me. You know. So now I'm like, oh, let me go to different places and stuff like that. People don't believe in air conditioning. Now that's not to say it's not a great place. It is an amazing place. But when you're having an asthma attack, not a great place. Thailand is similar to hell. Um, but, um, yeah, there was luckily a, um, a, a medic there, a doc, yeah. um, and they had an inhaler, um, and it helped yeah. drastically, but Thailand was a fun place. Um, been to, um, uh, Malaysia. Malaysia was um, great. You think so? I liked it. I got to go this yes, summer. Yes, your girlfriend's family was there. Yes. Okay. We went to, I mean, it was not, you know, work-related or anything. It was strictly for leisure. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it was, you know, wedding celebration. And But I will say this, and I know that this is something that you don't always get to experience when you're traveling with work. Mm. But because Cheryl uh, is um, has family there, so mm. she has a lot of Malaysian family, it, I wasn't just a visitor. I wasn't just a tourist. Yeah, yeah. I got to go to the local spots. I got to eat at the local restaurants. Yeah. I got to stay at their homes. I That's got cool. to learn the culture through their eyes, mm-hmm. which made all the difference in the world because it wasn't a situation where I was like lost or mm-hmm. looking for what I was going to do next. It was like I had a whole network of people that were ready to help out. And that's so cool, right? When it, Especially when it's like, you're like, oh, this is a whole like, this isn't just a like my city and i'm in my neighborhood this is like such a yeah that's cool i wanted to wrap with a question that's sort of um about the title of this podcast which is wealth the wealth of self and the idea behind that for me was always to talk with people about what experiences in their life that they felt really improved them as a person um, some people, you know, will define wealth strictly in a financial sense. Others will look at it in a totally different light. Um, you know, for me, wealth has always been a cultural experience, being able to go see new places and yeah. learn more about the world. And I feel like that's sort of my definition. But coming from someone in your position where you've had the chance to serve your country, you've had the chance to travel, um, you're, you know, exploring a lot of creative avenues. Mm-hmm. 
one, what's next for you? And two, what along this route has really stood out to you as helping shape who you are as a man, but as someone who has a lot of wealth internally? Yeah. So I think um, the best way to answer that is to answer the second one first. Sure. Um, So I feel like what wealth is to me is realizing that the world we live in and the life that we live is short. Yeah. Um, And it's not as important to as how much money we make or, you know, what, 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 what cool things we can do as it is um, how many connections we can make. People Mm -hmm. are important. Um, Like I believe very strongly in like, people have good souls and souls connecting are important. Um, And and it also gives you something to um, kind of push you forward. That's more than just because, because, because life can get tough sometimes, you know, life can get tough sometimes work can be hard. Um, You know, you can have tough conversations with people and things like that, but realizing that you're in it for something better, you're in it to explore this world um, for what it is and to be able to, connect you know emotionally and spiritually and to um you know affect someone and 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 to leave a you know leave a leave leave a lasting impression you know in the world and then finding whatever way you have been gifted to do that to the best way possible so i think that communication is a way that i've been gifted with doing it and I don't feel like I've you are though you really are I appreciate that I don't feel like I've learned every aspect of it yet but I feel like I know the path I need to go yeah so the goal is now going forward Mm -hmm. um to um use every opportunity that I can yeah to work with to really bond with to connect with people I know, people yeah. I love from, you know, all over the world, from people in the military, from people outside of the military, yeah. random strangers on the street, yeah. um, you know, people everywhere to be able to spread a message. And as that, as these beautiful messages spread, you know, yeah. people's messages and everything like that, spread it through videos, spread it through speech, spread it through conversation, spread it through photos, spread it through anything um, and getting to, uh, larger and larger and larger points. You know, the first video I made at this um, at the new job was filming the first lady. Yeah, that's badass. And and so when you talk about like wanting ha- wanting to have an experience where you're affecting large groups of people, right? And then like you're getting to make something that inevitably like millions of people are going to see. Yep. You you're close to that 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 energy. You're close to seeing like. Oh wow, this is important. Yeah. Um, and so now, like when you're close to it, it just makes you push even harder. Yeah. So I'm really right now. I'm all about experiencing all the beautiful things that life has to offer. Not really saying no to a lot of things. Um, living, living beautifully. You know, you know, love to have fun. We love to. That's a point you made earlier. Is about feeling like you miss out on some things, mm-hmm. and you look back at it, and you're like, oh wow, that was totally within my capabilities. Yeah. Man, just saying yes mm-hmm. in a smart way to as much stuff as possible. Yeah. I feel like on the back end of that, by saying yes, it's such a better feeling. Yeah. Because you're at the at the end of that, you're smarter, you're wiser, and maybe it didn't go 100% the way you planned, 
but you still mm. went through it and generally, you know, you're okay on the other end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, just exploring, exploring the world, saying the yeses, um, taking the chances, yeah. um, you know, and, and ultimately getting to a point where years from now you can have a network of beautiful people to not just, you know, spread a message that I have, but to all spread beautiful messages to all different parts of the world. Yeah. Cause it's not something that you can do. It's not something I can do myself. I right. realize that like my dream, my goal is not something I can do myself, Yes, but it's something that a network of people, people like you, people like, you know, just beautiful people, um, can do beautiful things. Um, so just being a part of that <laughs> is, is, is part of my, my, what I, what I believe I'm here to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to say, you have been an inspiration for me in the sense that you've always been somebody who is very socially outgoing. I know that that is a weakness of mine. You know, I can hole up in here and edit all day long and work on things that are more or less focused on me a lot of times. And that social element of life, sometimes I don't think about it as much, but there are people in my life, such as yourself, um, such as Cheryl, who are much more social butterflies. They're out there. They want to experience life in a more visceral way and have a good time with the people around them. And I just have to say thanks because that's been very encouraging for me um, to sort of stretch outside of my comfort zone a little bit and to know that that's something you really take joy in. And so it's like, you know, I can go out with Josh and I know that he's there for that moment and it sort of helps me get into that mood as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I would say thank you to you because you think you're, you're saying that like you don't, you're not living these moments, but like, I mean, look, we're at, we're in your studio right now. You know, you're, you literally live, the fact that you dedicate so much of your life to doing what you do means that you dedicate your life to telling the stories of other people who are part of those beautiful people who have stories. So somebody's got to do it. You've dedicated your life to it. So that's, that's, that's a thank you to you as well. All right. Well, episode number two, hopefully <laughs> of many more. Uh, this has been a conversation with Josh Pinkney. If uh, you tuned in tonight, thank you so much for watching. Uh, check out episode one with Whitney Cannon. This is just one more story and what I hope will be uh, a long series of stories. And the whole goal is to help uh, provide a platform to share these voices so that we can sort of build this uh, almost like human documentary project, if you will. So thanks for tuning into The Wealth of Self. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to The Wealth of Self podcast. The audio-only version of these stories can be found on nearly every major podcast streaming platform from Spotify to Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Your support as we grow this movement is immensely appreciated. You can help us out by leaving a rating, writing a short review, or even sharing it with a friend or a loved one who you feel would benefit from hearing these stories. Finally, if you're interested in seeing the video interview that accompanies these stories, head over to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page for the full viewing experience. While you're there, don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, or follow the channel, and share your thoughts in the comment section. For additional information on how to support the Wealth of Self, head over to www.wealthofself.com. Thank you so much for your viewership. We'll see you on the next one.